to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos. New Year, January. Okay, so we had last week's episode. I skipped last week. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm too busy. So I have decided that I'm not going to like stay up until midnight trying to record episodes worried that they're not going to drop. It's part of my, you know, trying to find a new attitude about things because normally I would stay up for days worrying about whether or not I was going to get it done. And so I'm not doing that this year. So actually, if I don't drop an episode on Wednesday, be proud of myself because it means I actually am following through on something I decided to do. There's that. Happy day, people. I don't know when this day um, is, in all honesty, because I'm recording this because I did skip last week's episode, which was number 78. And we are going to talk about... Um, I had posted some things, um, you know, me, I'm all about the documentaries just because I, I can't do Hollywood anymore. I struggle with them. So um, I've been doing documentaries and one of the newest ones that I watched was the Netflix drop of um, what's this one called? Um, geez, what's it called? I can't even think of it. All of a sudden I'm like, ah, uh, the you are what you eat series, um, the, the twin documentary one. So it's You Are What You Eat. It's on Netflix. And is it on Netflix? No. You Are What You Eat is on Tubi, I think. I don't know what it's on. Anyway, just find it. That's what Google's for, peeps. Um, but it's the twin documentary. It's only like six episodes or eight at max. I don't remember because I just watched them straight through. Um, that's what I do now. I just wait till the show is over. And then I watch it. And I also, what I need to do next is I need to start watching, like when I just watch, oh, this happened recently. So I started watching this. I forget what the name of it was. I'm telling you, I can't remember anything. I was watching this new series to me, okay? But it wasn't new in general, okay? And it was about like, you know, magic and stuff like that. Magicians, there you go. <laughs> um, magicians. I started watching it. I get to the very end of it. And they didn't get picked up for their final season <laughs> to kind of wrap it up. I mean, they kind of wrapped it up, but they didn't like go where I needed them to go. <laughs> like most shows, which is why I don't watch them anymore. And so I was like, yeah, from now on, I'm going to actually follow through. I started watching something else. I forget what that was called too. But I did Google that ahead of time and be like, did they actually do more than like, did they finish their seasons out? And it was like, no, they didn't get finished out. So I just stopped watching it. I'm like, nope, not watching it. So if you uh, are going to suggest any series to me, make sure uh, they're finished. I'm going to apologize because I didn't hear it on my test, but uh, the parentals TV is like uh, freaking blaring upstairs. So you may or may not hear something in the background. Well, I'm sure Mr. Seth will tweak that a little and hopefully get it out but um it is very clear through my headphones so i can only imagine what it sounds like in the background there's that plus pete's watching youtube in the den down here so you know there's that and always the uh chance that buster will just start randomly barking at uh people who dare walk 
in the frigid air in the snow. Like, give him a break, dude. It's like uh, 30 below. I don't know. It's it's cold today, but not as cold as they said it was going to be. But it is frigid and everything is iced here in the Midwest and pretty much all over the country right now. We got some weird ass weather. Conspiracy theory or not uh, makes you think. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. Not conspiracy theories per se, but in a subject matter that um, is very touchy to some people. I posted something the other day and I didn't realize I was going to get such sensitive matter on it. <laughs> like, wow, thought this was pretty cut and dry. And where I was going earlier with documentaries is, is I started watching the twin series of You Are What You Eat. Okay. And I think everybody should watch this. I think if there's anything about food, you should watch it. Because I think we should be at least aware of what, how our food and what is going on in the industries. Because our food is not produced for our optimal consumption in this country, which is the United States of America, because I do know I'm listened to abroad. Um, our food is produced in this country for optimal gain, financial gain. So it's whoever lobbies the hardiest, uh, the hardest. And a lot of people don't realize this, so I'm going to inform you. Um, so another documentary that I think everybody should watch is Fork, Forks Over Knives. And let me explain to you why, because they do make it very clear. And I don't like when people say, oh, well, you know, they're only saying that because they're plant-based. But here's the situation. It's it's not a lie. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that we're so caught up in the fact that our government wouldn't do things to us or the FDA would not sell us those things. We are in an age where they are legitimately in New Zealand um, growing some sort of like cells, meat cells, not even joking, for pork, chicken, and beef. And then they're taking those meat cells like in this paste and they're 3D printing meat. I, I'm not making this up. This isn't a conspiracy. It's a thing in New Zealand. And we have just passed in America that we will accept this 3D printed meat. Um... Yeah, I'm sorry, but that turns me off to meat altogether, right? I was not going to cut out meat entirely of my diet. I was trying, I'm trying to go predominantly plant-based because it works for me. And that's another thing I want to tap on. Just because something works for me and I talk about it because I have a podcast doesn't mean that I'm lecturing people that they all have to be plant-based. After seeing some of the shit I've seen, do I think people should really consider this? Uh, kind of, yeah, unless you want to eat 3D printed meat, you know, but there are legitimate people out there who are healthy, genetically strong, have, suffer from, as far as they're aware of, suffer from no genetic, you know, medical history or issues, and they eat meat and do all sorts of stuff. They drink milk, they eat bread, they eat McDonald's, and you know what? Bless your hearts, people. Uh, good for you but that's not my body. And that unfortunately now in the real world, the statistics are, it's not a majority of the people. The people who can eat whatever they want, not think about labels, not do whatever, and we're gonna talk about labels too. Um, you're, you're lucky and you're in the few. You're the few and far between because a majority of people suffer 
from some sort of food issue today. And it's not because we're unhealthy or we chose to be that way. I mean, I didn't ask to have fucking cancer, right? I got it. I got a bunch of autoimmune diseases as a compromise instead of fucking dying from cancer. I got a bunch of autoimmune. I thought it was a pretty easy trade-off. That basically means, though, that I got to change the way I eat, okay? Or my body is jacked up beyond belief, okay? I've tried everything. Okay. And here's another little disclaimer for the people who constantly will lecture me about what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm only speaking from my personal experience, but I am a legitimate holistic nutritionist. I did work, okay, as an RN for a short period of time, but that is not what, where my experience is coming from with this. My experience is coming from my knowledge of holistic nutrition, my knowledge of the lack of nutrition in the United States of America, and my experience as a patient with multiple autoimmune and a cancer survivor of a terminal cancer. And to me, that speaks volumes over physicians and doctors who are giving nutritional advice who have no business to do so because they're not even trained to do that in medical school. And if you have a physician who is, and I'm not saying this because I don't want you to trust your doctor. I personally don't trust any doctors. They only know what they're taught, which is very little. They usually are taught basically to subscribe. And I don't want to subscribe. Had I originally done what the doctors wanted me to do with lupus would be, I would probably be on well over 30 medications right now. I would have maxed out most of my monthly treatments because I would have become immune to them by now. And I would be bedridden, if not in some sort of organ failure going into my 55th year. Okay. This is huge. You know, I opted not to take the medication and control it by diet and just moving around. And that seems to be working for me. There's been a lot of trial and error. I'm still here, but I will tell you there are people younger than me who are doing these treatments that the doctors are telling them because in all honesty, let's be honest, it's fucking easier, isn't it? It's easier to take a pill. It's easier to do a treatment. And I'm not saying that's the wrong decision, but it's the easier decision. That's not a lie. You chose the easier decision. That's totally okay. To me, it's just like being overweight and choosing gastric bypass. It's the easier decision. No one will convince me that gastric bypass is going to help your weight issues because all it's doing is giving you this whole scope of other, anybody I know who has gastric bypass, number one, are either still overweight have taken on a whole, number two, have taken on a whole plethora of other health issues, or three, are vitamin and nutrient deficient because they're not eating or haven't been taught to eat proper for all of the deficiencies for the lack of absorption issues they now have as a result of the surgery, okay? Sit at the table, send me a message. I don't really care, and we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> every now and then, you know I get the email. So over this last post, I had posted that everybody should like, I can't really, the more I watch these 
plant-based documentaries, the more I'm realizing that I really should have done this a long time ago, but you know, you got to learn when you can learn. It took me 54 years. It is what it is. However, I did have somebody comment and it's someone who's a friend. So it was like, not a, like a mean thing at all. And she's a very abrupt speaker, always has been. So she flat out stated, you know, you need to watch who funds these documentaries. And that goes both ways, right? Uh, and that she stated that she's never been fat and she's never been, you know, had food issues, uh, which she has not. Uh, and she's always had a rock and bod too. Always good weight, great looking uh, shape, you know, in shape. It is, right? She works hard. She did some good stuff. So, hey, you know, that is like good genetics right there. And I'm all about that. But what we have learned is, is that she is the minority of how it works. And that's because her genetically, you know, or she could be, I mean, in all honesty, she could just be in complete denial and fall on the lines that she just believes what her doctors say a hundred pro hardly without like doing research and doing stuff like that. And it's totally okay because it's working for her. You know what I'm saying? And so it was interesting because she had stated, you got to know who's funding those things. And so you are what you eat. Okay, this documentary. The research is actually um, was led by Christopher Gardner and it was funded by Vote, uh, Vote, uh, VOGT, Vote uh, Foundation, which uh, also funds the Oceanic Preservation Society, okay, which is founded by Louis, I think it's um, Sahoyos, um, who was also the person who directed that docuseries, okay? So, to me, the Oceanic Preservation Society, I mean, they're not doing anything wrong. So I'm okay with the funding behind that. Um, because if you realize, so one of the things we're going to talk about, one of the things they tapped on in this documentary was that you, and, and so basically the whole idea behind this podcast today is sometimes you just need to ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to look deep in it. My friend wasn't doing anything wrong and meant no ill will by asking questions. She wanted to know, be careful who you fund this. Well, I'm looking who's funded it. And it's funded by the Oceanic Preservation Society. But if she had actually watched the documentary, which I don't believe she did because she didn't ask that question when I posed it to her, um, most likely that means that she didn't watch it. And, and that's okay. But I also do think that if you're going to comment on um, your take on something that you should at least acknowledge that you watch the docuseries. So I do not know whether or not she watched it or not, but she did not respond to my request when I asked her, have she actually watched it? Um, so with respects to this Oceanic Preservation Society getting involved, I'm guessing is because of this huge, you know, falsity that we've been fed to about farm fished, uh, farmed fish is being healthier for us than wild fish. And well, first off, unless you are like living under a rock, you must know that by now farmed fishing is horrible and it's actually um, horrible for you. <laughs> Don't eat farmed fish. And if you do, then perhaps you should watch this documentary because it kind of taps into 
that industry and that you have these huge like nettings like like these these small confined areas with with hundreds of thousands of farmed fish in it who are all swimming within you know they're touching each other they're also like there's a lot of feces there's their their waste okay is floating all about them and they by ingesting that if you're eating, you're swimming around, they're a fish, okay? It's going into them if it's in that mass. I mean, it's just common sense. It's how they work. You are in turn ingesting that waste, okay? Because you're eating those products, which then change the price. They also will like everything in America. Um, I can't speak for other countries because I live here. They're also making sure that they're coloring and dyeing these products to be a desirable color that we want. And that's done by testing through buying. You know, you go to Whole Foods, you know, they, they, they do all of the testing. You know, you come in with your fingerprints, all the Amazon, you know, connection. It is what it is. You know, you talk about something in your house and then all of a sudden like Google and Amazon are, and, and all that are suggesting and Facebook ads, you're seeing everything you just talked about. It's, it's all, it, it is what it is, peeps. This is the world we live in. So you can't kid yourself that they're not, they're not aware that you want your salmon a certain color. But then you, they also go into obviously a little bit about, you know, the deformities of the fish that then in turn happen over, you know. But what is happening to the wild populations of those fish or in general around those farms is that they are polluting the waters with said waste byproduct in large capacity. And then in turn, the wild populations are being harmed substantially. So this is a fact. And I did look that up and it is uh, a true fact that farm fishing okay farm caught fish is absolutely destroying the wild fish population so in those areas obviously i'm not saying they're destroying every you know fish in the world i'm just saying around the farm fish areas they are they are destroying the natural and wild fish populations so that was one of the the biggest issues with uh let's see what what i'm trying to make sure i like cover all this then um so yeah so that's who that was all documented by so then i always like uh i thought the forks over knives documentary on netflix was outstanding it is long it's a long watch and if you want to actually absorb any of it you really do have to like break down and sit down and do all that but uh this actually was funded by 25 madison which is a essentially a company that is for profit that uh funds early stage it's like an early stage venture platform right it works with like entrepreneurs to build companies from the ground up uh and investing in like pre-seed startups right series a startups um so they have like a, it's like four segments to their platform. They do like general studios. They build companies across like verticals. Uh, then they do like 25M Health. It builds and invests like these health tech startups in partnership with LifePoint. So that was one of the founders of Forks Over Knives. The other one were Gather Ventures. Gather Ventures provides capital and entrepreneurial experience to um, 
founders driving the increase in plant-based food consumption. Okay, that's great. That's great, right? I don't have any problem with that. The reason why is because if you're going to watch a documentary or in essence, let's just go even further. Let's just say our beef industry. Holy shit, I hope they don't like blow up my house, but it's just little old me. I'm just telling the truth. The beef industry in this country has huge money in lobby and that's what I was saying. If you watch Fork Over Knives, you can see that the food pyramid that is redone, right? Um, I, be, I believe it's done either annually or every other year. I don't even know. But the food pyramid is done over repeatedly using a panel of people who are bought in through the lobbying platforms. So whether it be the dairy, the egg, the milk, the pork, the beef, McDonald's, I'm not joking. Um, those people who purchase in the most get the highest point on the food pyramid which is why it changes if you were weren't wondering um and so even our own government is not providing in the fda they're not providing us anything because it's good for us it's who bought the most in and actually, when you watch Fork Over Knives, they will have a nutritionist on there, a holistic nutritionist, who will flat out tell you that she goes to the National, you know, Nutritionist Council, you know, conventions and all of that. And that, like, one of the biggest booths at the Nutrition Council uh, in this country is McDonald's. Like, and she was like, yeah, it's disturbing, but why is McDonald's the fast food like gross ass, you know, food company, part of a nutrition. There's nothing nutritional about McDonald's, period. Like I'll fight you to the death on that. It, it doesn't even mold. There's no way you can tell me that McDonald's is good for you at all, period. So, but yet they're one of the main booths at the annual nutritional conference that's disturbing but most people don't know that right so the fda is not really looking out for you so my friend had also stated that she's always been healthy and not fat and she eats organic meat almost every day three times a day and she's not sick and i'm like that is fantabulous for you again that is awesome for her but define organic like where do you get your meat because if you're buying it at a grocery store it's not the organic you think it is organic. And this is another thing I hate about America because um, with respects to our food, I don't hate America. Let's get that straight, okay? I live here in American. We are afforded liberties that no other country has. And one of those liberties is freedom of speech, speech, which I'm expressing right now. If you don't agree with me, then you don't agree with me. But I do think that we also should listen to each other in this country. We can probably get rid of a lot of our problems if we just listen to each other. And I'm asking that you listen with an open mind. If you're one of these people like my friend who feel that when you're buying organic food in a grocery store, that you're actually getting what you think is organic. Organic is a bought label. Most people who think about what the actual organic food means. Organic food means food that's grown naturally or raised naturally without any intervention. It's not special, okay? Special is when you add chemicals, dyes, colors, 
uh, you know, lab, you start making it, you start formulating it, you start spraying it, you start genetically modifying it. Somehow that has become the norm and regular food that is untouched and grown naturally and raised naturally is strange and needs a special label. Think about that. Organic. How they've taken that word and totally diced it up to be something special when it's not. And so to eat organic is not to want something extra fancy. It's to want something without all of the taint and all of the, the additional science that they've added to stuff that's unnecessary. Okay? It should be options. And you shouldn't have to buy into a label of organic. Because I know they will tell you that 95% or 90% has to be organic, but define what organic means in this country. If you actually look it up, it's too much to even talk about in this because it's very complex, um, but it just doesn't work. Organic isn't what you think it is in this country. Now, when I purchase beef and I have meat, all the meat that's in our freezer, it is purchased from a family member who raises beef and pork in Southern Illinois. Okay. So they raise them like pets. They feed them well. They are, you know, just nothing is out of the ordinary. They're not doing weird stuff. And then at the end of the animal's lives, they will go to slaughter and we opt to buy those. And then, you know, butcher the way we need for our consumption. And then we pick it up from the locker, the, the meat locker, and we bring it home. That is organic meat. It's raised. Nothing is being sprayed. Nothing is on their grass. Nothing is on, you know, they're not doing anything weird with the pigs. They're not eating weird stuff. Okay. So that's what you want to think of when you want your meat sources. Because I do think that just telling somebody, oh, I eat organic. Well, do you? Because if you're eating from a store, it truly is different than someone who, like myself, and there's tons of families who do what we do, and that is to find a farm that is very minimal in what they do. They don't do half of, they don't do any of the stuff that other organic, you know, large end organic farmers will do. And you usually know the people, you know the family, and you have a share of their their stock. And you just buy accordingly. That's different. Now, I'm at the point where I feel even weird eating some of that. Now, I was okay with being like, you know, like 80, right? 80, 70, plant-based, 70%. But at this point, after seeing how well, first off, anybody who's still eating chicken because they think it's the better choice, please stop and go get yourself a fucking steak. <laughs> You've been joking. Please stop eating chicken. Um, unless you've raised your chickens, don't eat chicken like that. Go to a farm and get chicken. Chicken is disgusting. And the um, you are what you eat, they tap into that where this poor farmer, like, was bought in by government farming. He opted into, yeah, whatever, I'll use my space for government chicken and do it that way. And he was so disgusted and sad um, that he literally opted to never have meat on his farm again. And he grows mushrooms now. <laughs> Bless his heart. Um, so yeah, that I've always known. So chicken's always been a no for me and I don't even like turkey, so that doesn't matter. Um, 
But then, you know, going into pork, okay, pork, they're pigs, okay, you can do, people will feed pigs anything, good or bad, we know pigs will do that, but it's a huge difference from what pigs are being fed versus, you know, on a small family-owned farm versus a pig farm, like, big, big farm through the government. And they feature um, this poor city who is the largest pork producer, I believe it's in, shoot, I always forget. I don't know if it's in Arkansas. Yeah, I think it's in Arkansas. I'm not sure. Watch, you are what you eat. Uh, again, I don't get anything from this. It's just me chit-chatting about like what I read. But they, um, there's this small town in, in, I believe it's Arkansas, that is one of the largest, they're the largest pig pork producer in like the country and it's really disturbing because these people are having to have had to the, the companies were being held zero responsibility for the feces and the urine and all this runoff as gross as it sounds like you see drone footage of these like water uh like lagoons all over some of them are bright red and it's from just the these pork people companies just dumping all of the waste in there and then they do these sprays to get rid of it and like hit the fields and the sprays are going like all over their children's toys in their backyard they can't go outside some days and this is going on in america and before you be like well okay listen they sued these companies they had to go and it was like a, a i believe it was a long lawsuit because everyone was like they just refused to pay the companies flat out said we're not being held responsible for any of this and they finally got awarded a judgment and were held responsible that these families would have to get pay for the damages they've done to them health wise uh property wise or just like the terror of living during times where you can't even go out in your backyard or you've planned something and then you have to like recall it all because it's a day they've just decided to randomly, there's no schedule, no nothing. Just, and, and a lot of these farms, especially the pork farms they had stated, I'm just gonna, yep, I'm going there, are owned by China. I'm just saying, because it's cheaper for China to, to raise pork here in America than it is to raise pork there. Why? I'm guessing regulations. No regulations here. But they had to pay out a huge multi-million dollar lawsuit, which is probably pennies to them, but just saying, that's something else you should look into. But I'm okay with talking about this, but you cannot tell me it's the same issue with keto. Yep, I'm going there. Sorry if you're keto, but keto is not a sustainable way of living because your organs in the long run are going to suffer from that. I don't care how much weight you've lost. I don't care. Keto is a cancer diet. I said it and I can say that because I'm a cancer survivor. I could never do keto because if I do, I have to worry about what the long-term damage would be to my organs, which already my whole point is preserving my organs because lupus is going to ultimately affect my organs. So it's kind of like, why would you do this, Denise? It doesn't make any sense. But nobody can tell me that they full-time do keto and not know what the long-term effects are going to be on your organs. 
I don't know how you can just eat stuff swimming in cheese and grease and think that that's healthy. It's what our society has convinced us that these fad diets are good for us. And they're not. You have to have a lifestyle change. And for me, and I've talked about this when I made the decision back in October, that I was going to try to go plant-based. I was going to try to do the best that I could. I went off it. Not not a lot, but I, I, I kind of veered in December and I'm I'm easing my way back into it now. Um, I'm using the Daily Harvest, which I'm not plugging them, but if you, you know, I'm using the Daily Harvest again to get more fruits and vegetables and greens in for snacks during the day. I'd rather drink them, to be honest. And juicing, I got my juicing going every morning and uh, my purple carrot starts back up, I believe on Saturday. I'm not sure, but I feel better when I eat it. And when I have incorporated some of this stuff back in that I was doing, like my old ways, I'm finding that I'm having issues. I'm having gastro issues again, or I'm having problems with just, you know, holding stuff down, or I feel weird, or my skin's weird. And so for me, just feeling the way I feel different. And I understand how many people are against plant-based. And I'm telling you, the reason why there is so much kickback, and I know this because it's my personal opinion, okay? This is why I was so anti-plant-based for the longest time. It's because vegans are crazy. I'm just, <laughs> just original vegan, vegan people who are not eating meat because of moral and ethical choices. They are cray about this, okay? They are passionate about it. Veganism is different than eating plant-based because you're not opposed to meat, right? You're not opposed to dairy. I'm just opposed to the way they make me feel because of the way they're processed to my availability. Does that make, that's kind of, to me, like sums it up in a nutshell, okay? I'm not anti-meat, I'm just anti-crappy meat because it makes me feel like shit because of what they do to it. And I'm not alone in this. There are millions of people who feel this way when they do this. Dairy, yeah, I'm not on board with dairy. The more I'm away from dairy, the better I feel. I'm totally okay with my nut and seed milks uh, or juices for those of you who are like, nuts don't have teats. Okay, my fucking nut juices, okay? I don't really give shit. I make my own and I love them. Um, those people are like so like, I never seen so many people until you get into this like plant-based, how incredibly fickle and touchy people are, you know? And I'm not saying that. And again, I had huge issues with people who think that you cannot get protein and carbohydrates from a plant-based diet. That is the biggest fallacy of it all that you cannot get. We we have been mind-washed in this country to believe that we can, and trust me, it is intentional, that we can only get protein from meat, from, from animal-based meats. And that is false. It is so false that I want to gag. <laughs> you can totally get really good proteins from plant-based things. 
Okay. And now I also want to state out there that although vegans are vegan for ethical and moral choices, they also eat vegan junk food. Okay. There's that out there too. I am not eating vegan junk food, if that makes sense. Okay. So I'm not going and I never bought down those aisles when I regularly shopped and I don't do it when I shop plant-based. Okay. I want to eat as much whole food in its original source. On occasion, like I did try some of the impossible sausages. Um, I mean, it's not that it's not, they're plant-based and they're just adding spices to it. They were okay. I like the spicy one, the spicy patties, but that's about it. And I, to me, it's it has to be a huge change for that to happen. And to me, the flavor just wasn't there on some of it. Um, I'd rather do things like, I feel like mushrooms are a missed source here. A lot of people underestimate what can happen with mushrooms. I'm really starting to follow some people on IG that really have some amazing recipe. What is that guy's name? I follow this guy on IG who's doing like basics, you know, plant-based food. Let me tell you, this guy made like fried chicken. He says it's KFC. Like, I don't like KFC chicken, but I like fried chicken. Um, but he had like fried chicken with mushrooms. There's something about the texture of mushrooms. And when I say mushrooms, I mean like, not like a little portobello. They're making this with the big wops of, uh, like hen of the woods. And you can like rip them off to like, he made them rip off to look like legs and thighs. And, um, they looked amazing. And he pulls them apart and it just looks like juicy chicken. I'm like, I may have to try that. Yes. But for me, I have to find where I can buy Hen of the Woods mushrooms like that in bulk. Because you can't get those currently. They only sell like little mushrooms. And I don't want little mushrooms. I want that big ass piece because I want to make, make that plant-based fried chicken. It looks so good. I can't even tell you. But, um... Those are the things I want to go to. And everyone's like, well, why you make things, you know, to me, it's like, I'll never understand this argument. Why do you eat chicken? Why are you going to eat mushrooms that look like, that you want to taste like chicken? Um, because I like fried chicken. I just don't want to eat shit chicken. If they made regular chicken that did wasn't shit and didn't grow up crappy and have all shit added to it, then I would eat fried chicken know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm going to do it with a mushroom and have that same satisfied craving with way extra more health benefit and know where I got it from. That's why. I'll never, I don't understand that argument. Now, turkey bacon, I don't get that shit. Because first off, uh, turkeys don't have bacon. Number two, turkeys are gross. Number three, if you want a piece of bacon, just order your meat direct from a farm or go to a farm and ask if they have clean smoked bacon. No nitrates, no nitrites. Just get, do they have a little package? They may have it there from leftovers that weren't picked up or what they're just selling in their farm stores. Let's not discount these local farms. We used to drive when we lived in Chicago. Mr. Sith and I would drive an hour and a half out here to this area that we currently live in so that we can buy all these things because it wasn't available in the city. I mean, there's a lot available in the city. Clean food is not one of them. Um, and now we live out here. And now we, and now I drive even further to get some stuff. But it is what it is. You know what? I got to do, you know, I got to go where I got to go. But that 
is what I wanted to talk about today. So today is sometimes you got to look at the facts, right? Sometimes you just have to look around. It's okay. But don't always get discounted by somebody. Everybody has an agenda. I don't dislike my friend because, uh, you know, she can eat regular food. Bless her damn heart. Um, but she also, um, I think, was just not really in 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 a conversational mode when she was coming at the comments on the post and i don't like i said i don't have any ill will toward it it opened a great conversation and it also opened me to this podcast to be able to talk about it so that other people would know that you can have conversations with people a lot of people don't want to post that they've got like i was very anti-plant-based vegan and for the longest time and now I'm just like open, like, wait, okay, so there are people who are vegetarian, there are people who are plant-based, and there are people who are vegan. And again, let me define this for people because it was very hard for me to understand because there's nothing weirder than saying you're a vegetarian and eating an egg. I don't get that, but let me explain something. They do. They're okay with milk, eggs, and cheese, apparently, but they just try to eat a lot of veggies, Okay. So that's a vegetarian. A vegan is someone who is anti anything with a mommy and a daddy or eyeballs. You know what I'm saying? They don't eat anything that is animal-based at all for ethical and moral reasons. Okay? And then there is plant-based, which is what I am choosing to follow. And plant-based is someone who is incorporates a plant-based nutritional diet versus animal products so and that includes dairy okay so no dairy no cheese okay dairy means cheese <laughs> in fact they actually talked to miyoko um on here which is my favorite plant-based butter um it is like hands down i was all disturbed when i found carry gold was shit and again ruined again by the things that they can pass through the fda and all that garbage uh, but there was a lawsuit that was involved and all that. I don't know if it was settled or not yet. But uh, so I had to step away from the Kerrygold and I found, uh, I tried like three different plant-based butters and I liked the Miyoko the best. I get the one that's salted so that I don't have to add salt because um, I sprinkle pink salt on things that I butter because I just think it tastes right and it helps me get my minerals. Um but you can buy an unsalted version too. It spreads nicely. It has a beautiful color, which is colored by turmeric. And that's about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but she, I just found out the company, um, she no longer um, actually runs the company itself. She sold the company off and it's pretty big. So, but she actually was founded the company based on finding cheeses that um, were uh, more cheese-like fermented based on cashew um because just they don't vegan cheeses just don't taste like cheese i've tried a lot of them and they're okay some of the seed cheeses are nice like dips or spreads but they're not cheese like okay they're just like used as a spread which is okay but it doesn't fit the cheese mold for me but apparently miyoko actually makes cheese from cashew that is fermented and aged like actual cheese. So I'm gonna have to actually look for that. I've never looked for it, so I didn't know that it was available. Um, but 
apparently, so what they had said is that most people are deterred by moving to a plant-based diet because when they're asked what they can't give up, the number one answer is cheese. Amen to that. You know what I'm saying? Amen to that. Because I freaking love cheese. So I'm going to have to take a look at that. Uh, I mean, um, raw, I guess if you're getting raw cheese, first off, it's really hard to get raw in the United States of America. Uh, raw milk is highly regulated. Most of the states ban it. In my state of Illinois, we are not like California where it can be purchased in a store um, that already has it bottled and packaged. In Illinois, you cannot bottle or package raw milk and sell it. You have to purchase a share um, as part of like a cow share within a farm that is offering raw milk. And then you have to uh, sign up how much you're going to get. You need to bring your own mason containers, your jars, to fill it up there once you get there. Sorry that Peter's now jumping around in there because, of course, you know, you know how it goes. Anyway, um, so it is very, very regulated here. Um, it, it's hard to get raw milk. So there's that. But raw cheese in this country, depending on where you buy it, there are a lot of restrictions with the FDA and how you can even sell raw, including raw nuts. All of them are somehow uh, pasteurized uh, so that they kill the bacteria. So raw labels here are very misleading in the States because we, unless you purchase direct from the place that is distributing them or uh, manufacturing them, uh, you're not going to get 100% raw. It's just been processed without things or roasted or salted or flavored before you get them. Does that make sense? So when people are like, I'm eating raw nuts, unless you got them from your backyard, they're not technically raw. Like you could probably get those raw walnuts or raw nuts somewhere else. Usually they just me means they were minimally, minimally, say that fast, Denise. They were minimally processed or heated with no salt. That's what like the definition of raw is here. So today, basically the theme is, is look around, be open to discussion. Um, but you also have to know that when you put out things to people like my friend did that you need to do your research, you need to do that. It goes both ways. Okay. Um, you can't say there's something about the plant-based diet that you obviously can say that you can't say about all the other diets. And that's is it's not going to kill you because if you add a plant-based diet or incorporate more plants, fruits, and vegetables into your diet, great grains, uh, legumes, uh, which are beans for those of you who don't know, different kinds of beans, uh, different kinds of ancient grains that are great for the gut and all of that. If you incorporate those kind of things into your daily diet, they are only going to do you good. Obviously, don't incorporate grains if you're 100% a celiac. Duh, right? If Don't incorporate raw milk into your diet if you truly are allergic to dairy. Do you know what I'm saying? That's a whole other thing about lactose and all that. It's a processing thing, but we're not talking about that now. Um, we, But... If you incorporate a large meat diet 
or junk food diet, there is at least statistics there that will show you that it's not going to be good for you in the long run. And if anything from this, please don't take nutritional advice from your physician unless he is licensed or certified in nutrition. And I mean, I'm not a fan of the nutritionists in this country, but they're only dealing with what they have been provided to them. But only get your nutrition advice from a licensed and certified nutritionist. Do not get it from your physician. Doctors are rarely, if at all, lectured, schooled, or given any information regarding nutrition, vitamins, minerals, the way you should eat. They know nothing. Foods can heal people. There are thousands of people out there who have been healed by foods, plant-based foods. There are not a bunch of people who've been healed by steak. I'm just saying. <laughs> that is so wrong. But, um, cause I'm like, because oh. I will tell you that I do want to try a Wagyu steak and, you know, there will be situations where I'll be like, you know what, that's what I'm going to incorporate in, you know, I really have a taste for this. You got to give and take people. You got to be easy on yourself. If we just do this, I'm not 100% rigid here. Okay. I had tuna for lunch. I just had like a little tuna with ginger and lemon. It, it, it's okay. It's what I had. It's what I had a taste for. I'm used, still using stuff out of my pantry. It was still in there. It is. But you know what I had for? I had celery and lemon juice for breakfast. I had a daily harvest like greens with cacao and I forget what else was in it. I think blueberries. Right now I'm drinking my uh, apple, pineapple, lemon, and mint juice. You just gotta take it by little pieces. You can't just keep, you can't just be rigid. Life's about enjoying things. So I'll leave you with that today. Life is about enjoying things, but enjoy it, but also don't go overboard. You gotta take it in little bits and pieces. And that's what I'm doing slowly on this journey. I'm still down weight. I maintained all of my weight. Um, I actually, I'm kind of surprised that I I've been maintaining my weight, but I think that a lot of that is accounted due to how much more I'm moving and doing stuff. Um, I spent, I think about six hours on my feet. Well, it would have been like what? So we got there 1130. So 1230, So I spent about five hours on my feet at the breakfast with Peter and Mr. Sit the other day. And, um, I got a little achy at the end, I think because my shirt was too tight and I was standing up all day. I was like, you know, how, ladies, you know how you get it like by that bra pull on the low, the mid back. I'm like, uh, um, that's kind of how I felt, but I didn't feel like my legs were going to die and my feet were going to explode out of my shoes. And that is huge. Okay. And it's little steps like that that make all the difference. So there you go. Something's working, right? So I'm just going with it and giving myself grace this year, um, which has helped substantially. <laughs> so give yourself a little grace and just make the right choices. And when you don't, you want to do something that's not the choice you agreed to, then give yourself the grace to go ahead and do it in a minimum and then move on. Because, you know, the next hour is a different hour. The next day is a different day. See you later. And I'll talk to you soon. Until then, leave with kindness.